0: no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not non-partisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, We are advocates for a stronger America, and a more just society we don't believe in communism we don't believe in socialism we don't believe in nihilism we don't believe in the progressive woke culture we think it is un-american we don't support that so you should know what we are and it would then crystallize what we do
2: Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed
3: wherever podcasts are available.
1: Up next, Rob Smith is Problematic, part of the Gamer's 360 Network.
3: The rush to mandate the COVID-19 vaccine is dangerous and un-American. It's based in fear, not science. It's once again pitting Americans against each other, and it's emboldening the authoritarians in charge to have even more control over our lives. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. very, very big problem with the push to mandate the COVID-19 vaccines right now. I I think it's wrong. Um, I think it's dangerous. I think it's un-American. I think it's anti-freedom. And and fundamentally, I just think that it's weird. I think that it is very bizarre. We have seen a lot of stuff over the past 18 months. We have all kind of gotten through this. But the, the thing that irritates me the most, the thing that I think is the weirdest is that There is just this push to take this vaccine that is coming from all of of the powers that be. You see it coming from the mainstream media. You see it coming from the entertainment industry. uh, You see it coming from leftist media figures, political figures, um, musicians, entertainers, etc. And it is weird. It is just weird. Maybe... It's the contrarian in me. But when when I feel a lot of pressure from just external forces trying to get me to do something, it just makes me not want to do it. And that's just me personally. And like I said, you guys know my problematics know how I feel about these vaccines, My, my feeling about the vaccine. And I've said it a million times and I will say it a million more. If you want the vaccine, take it. If you do not want the vaccine, do not take it. But there are so many people who are trying to shame and bully Americans into uh, making private personal health decisions with their own bodies. We have states that are more or less sliding into socialism because that is exactly what this is. This, these vaccine mandates are giving the government even more control over what you can do, over where you can go, um, over how you can live your life. They are saying that if you don't go to school, um, if you don't get the the vaccine mandate, there's uh, a lot of kids. I get DMs on Instagram constantly from young college kids that are saying that my school is telling me I have to take this. And I do not want to take this vaccine because I already got coronavirus. I already have the antibodies. So there are people sort of saying that, you know, you can't go to school if you don't take this. There's even Amazon right now, I think in in some of in one of their uh, their productions, you know, because Amazon does movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Now they're mandating um, COVID-19 vaccination for that. Uh, This is outrageous. This is this is twisted. This is sick. This is really un-American. But back to New York City. And back to to New York State and and the states that are basically sliding into socialism right now. New York City is basically a socialist dream right now. They are... Piloting this program, they're basically the first, you know, New York City is always the first to go even more and more authoritarian. So they are the first to basically say that if you do not get this coronavirus vaccine right now, you will not be able to eat in restaurants. You will not be able to go to certain bars. You will not be able to go to Broadway shows. You will not be able to go to movie theaters. This is completely outrageous. And the scariest thing about this is that somebody like Bill de Blasio, Blasio, who has spent the last, I don't know, five, six years destroying New York City. New York City is is a shadow of what it used to be even before the coronavirus pandemic. But he thinks that he's a good guy. And these people, these government officials, they think that they're your parents. I mean, listen to him. I-, I want you to listen to him talk about New York City's plan to mandate this vaccine. He's talking to you know his good friends um, at MSNBC. Restaurant
1: or a fitness center. Explain a little bit uh, about that decision because it has implications for the rest of the country. Obviously, this is the biggest place where this will be attempted, a, a requirement of a vaccine, proof of a vaccine before you step inside. Explain it if you would. Sure. Willie. Right now we have to fight COVID like never before. The Delta variant has changed the game. Unless we want to run the risk of going back to restrictions and having our freedom taken away and people losing their jobs again. It's really clear what we have to do. People have to get vaccinated. And and we had a long period where it was voluntary, there was incentives, it was compassionate and kind. But now it's time to get a little blunter about the fact that everyone needs to get vaccinated for the good of their family, their community, their country. And a lot of people, I think, are close to that point, but they needed a little more of a push. So here's a clear message. We're saying you want to go and enjoy great restaurants. Amen. You want to go to movie theaters, uh, go to the gym. That's great. We want all that you got to get vaccinated. You want to work in those places? you got to get vaccinated for the good and the health of everyone around you as well. It's not that tough to do. We say just get the first vaccination and you're in. Come back later, obviously, get that second one when it's time. Now, here's the bottom line. We've heard from lots of folks in the business community. They said amen. They said this is really helpful because it makes the rules clear. And it's the way to stop COVID once and for all. Joe Biden said clearly He'd like to see more people do this i'm urging mayors governors county executives just do it because this is how we're going to get that final push of vaccination we need to end the COVID era once and for all and and bluntly willie i think if you're doing the right thing by everyone else around you and getting vaccinated then you should enjoy everything in life but if you are not getting vaccinated then you're not going to be able to do some of the things you love and and our young people in particular a guarantee As uh, the father of two 20-somethings, young people don't want to be left out of uh, restaurants, bars, concerts. This is the kind of thing that's going to inspire a lot of young people to just get out there and get vaccinated.
3: Bill de Blasio is the absolute worst, but... You know, there's there are just some very scary themes that are running around there, or running around in what he said as he tries to be, you know, a leader. He's the, the failed mayor of New York. He has destroyed New York. But he's saying, well, you know, we don't want to go back to restrictions. We don't want to go back to, you know, having your freedoms taken away. We don't wanna, want people to go back to losing their jobs. Um, this Delta variant is so bad. Like, we don't want to go back to doing that. So get this vaccine. And so... The underlying message to that, to me, listening, is I am in control of what you can do. I am in control of where you can go. I'm in control of whether or not you can take it part and take advantage of everything New York City has to offer. It's really weird. All right. And I'm just going to be quite honest. It's just very, very strange. The strangest thing about all this stuff is how willingly people are just going along with this. And they're going along with it like sheep. And the thing about it is, and I'll move past this because I want to get to um, Dr. Rand Paul and what he has to say about vaccine mandates. But here's the thing. There's going to be multiple variants of this virus, right? And so they're using the Delta variant right now. And, And what I feel is I feel that they're pushing and pushing and pushing. And they're saying, OK, well, and, and you can see, even in the past week, you can see how things have changed a little bit. Because remember, there was all the weird mask mandates, that weird moment from Joe Biden where he's saying, well, you know, you have to wear the mask even if you are vaccinated because you can spread it. And then there's outrage. So it's it's like they almost push these things and they see how far they can push. And then they kind of like pull back, pull back. What they are doing right now is they are using this Delta variant to see how far they can push and how far they can go. There will be multiple variants of this coronavirus that continue to come. I, I believe that there's a Lambda variant that's even coming out now, and it's supposed to be even worse. And there's going to be other... Va- and I heard of some other variant that they don't even have a name for, for, right? So the left and the authoritarians in charge, the ones who have gotten so much power, And a lot of people, so much wealth throughout this pandemic, they are going to keep pushing this. And also, this stuff is not even entirely based in science. Um, I want you to listen to what um, Senator and Dr. Rand Paul had to say about uh, vaccine mandates, but also the quote unquote science behind them. I'm against the mandates
2: because I believe in a free society.
3: I'm pro-vaccine. In
2: fact, some idiot reporter came up to me and says, are you still against the vaccines? And I said, I still have the same position. I'm for the vaccines and freedom. But here's the thing. There's some interesting things coming up. I'm against the mandates, but even if you're going to mandate it, what if you're making a mandate that ignores the science? So there's a professor at George Mason who's got a lawsuit that's very interesting going on. He had COVID five months ago. He's got a positive test. He has antibodies and they want him to be vaccinated. he's like, well, I have the same immunity you have and all the scientific evidence and my doctor says i don't need it so i think that'll be an interesting lawsuit because even in the old days when they say oh well everybody had a passport you know for smallpox you know what the exception was if you had visible pox you didn't have to take the vaccine and you didn't
3: that was your passport to travel and so obviously you know senator and dr rand paul is absolutely right and here's the thing. This is even going towards the military is now mandating this vaccine. And I have to say that I do not agree with this at all. I do not. You guys know how I feel about vaccine mandates. I do not agree with this. And I've had soldiers like I have guys. If you ever you know slide in my DMs and ask me a question or send me stuff or whatever, I get so much stuff. And there's only so much stuff I can deal with. I've had soldiers Um DM me and ask me about this stuff. And, and I will tell I told them exactly what I'm about to tell you guys right now. I am 100 percent against these vaccine mandates, particularly for the military. But the the issue is, is that when you raise your right hand and you, you know, swear your oath to serve the, the United States, the military, and military in that way, you become their property. So there is no real way for these soldiers to get out of uh, being mandated to take this vaccine unless they go AWOL. And that is where we're at right now. And, and this entire situation is deeply unfortunate. But for our people that are are not soldiers right now, or people that are not active duty service, um, my advice to you when it comes to these vaccine mandates, and uh, <laughs> I guess I'll have to be a little subtle here, um, find your way around the vaccine mandates. Either resist them or find your way around them. And I will let you take from that whatever you will, problematics. Coming up next, the New York Times has a bright idea to allow non-citizens to vote. Yes, really. And I'll break it down after the break.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com/system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com/system.
2: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper?
3: All right, problematics, they are saying the quiet part out loud again, like I've told you before, every once in a while. The, the people on the left, the either the authoritarians or the people that basically want to um, import um, tens of millions of illegal immigrants um, to ha- have them vote the way that they want them to vote, they say the quiet part out loud and this is very interesting because this is the quiet part not only out loud it's in a new york times article so this new york times article is is basically openly calling for non-citizens to vote it's literally called (laughs) there is no good reason you should have to be a citizen to vote this is from a swiss immigrant named atosa abramian i just want you to hear what she has to say this is this is from the op-ed Considering the Supreme Court's recent decision undermining voting rights, you know, right, it undermines voting rights because they agreed with um, Arizona's, you know, Arizona's basically restrictions that basically said, you know, you had to have an ID to vote Um, in Republicans efforts to suppress again. Like I said, you know, make sure that people have IDs to vote. Um, Suppress, redistrict, and manipulate their way to electoral security. It's time for Democrats to radically expand the electorate. Now, where have you heard that before? Proposing federal legislation to give millions of young people and essential workers a clear road to citizenship is a good start. She called on lawmakers in Washington and state capitals across the country to lift voting restrictions on legal residents who aren't American citizens, including green card holders, those on work visas, as well as DACA recipients. This is amazing, actually. This this is what she writes. Expanding the franchise in this way would give American democracy new life, restore immigrants' trust in government, and send a powerful message of inclusion to the rest of the world. So I, I didn't know that um, the right to vote as an American was about um, restoring immigrants' trust in government. I didn't know that our voting was about immigrants. I thought that voting was by Americans and for Americans. And I did not necessarily know that the way that we vote was supposed to send a powerful message of inclusion to the rest of the world. I mean, are, when, when they have elections in Iraq, are, 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 they, <laughs> are they sending powerful messages of inclusion uh, to the rest of the world? No, absolutely not. It is only um, our brain dead left that so thoroughly wants to participate in the destruction of America. And this is the kicker, folks. This is the, the funniest part. (laughs) She suggests that Republicans will be, quote, induced to expand their outreach to more diverse groups and possibly enthuse their current constituents to turn out to vote in greater numbers. This is ridiculous. Uh, And this is the, the final quote. This is the cherry on top of this leftist lunacy. I hope that Democrats seize their chance and realize the power and the enthusiasm of their potential constituents. They and we will not regret it. I don't even know what to, what to say about this, but, but here's the thing: this is not new, and in, in fact, they have been saying this on the left for for quite some time. There is um, there was uh, an ad that ran against Stacey Abrams, a very small ad, but they got some some pretty key. Um, sound bites from Stacey Abrams. So I want you to listen to what Stacey Abrams has to say about non-citizens potentially voting.
0: It is a blue wave is comprised of those who are documented and undocumented. So not in some cases you would be supportive of non-citizens voting?
3: I wouldn't be, I wouldn't oppose it. She wouldn't oppose it. And you know the rest of the left wouldn't oppose it. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer certainly wouldn't oppose it. It is very obvious that the left wants to import as many illegal immigrants as possible into America because they know that they can turn these people into Democrat voters. In fact, the left has been very good at getting illegal immigrant households on the dole, and I want to give you some numbers. These come, these numbers come from the Center for Immigration Studies. There was a study that was done in, in 2018. That's about, you know, what, two and a half years ago, November 2018, right? So these are among the findings in this study. Basically, the, the top line is that 63% of non-citizen households access welfare program compared to 35% of native, native households. And I'll give you a couple of bullet points here. Um, in, in 2014, 63% of households headed by a non-citizen reported that they used at least one welfare program. Compared to native households, non-citizen households have a much higher use of food programs and Medicaid. For the food programs, it's 45% versus 21%. And for Medicaid, it is 50% versus 23%. The people on the left has been, the left has been very good at getting illegal immigrant households on the dole. And there's a lot of people that say, Oh, well, you know, it, it's impossible for people that are non citizens um, to be able to access these programs. And to those people, I say, you have never lived in New York City. Go to, I'm telling you, I've lived in New York City for 12 years, and there's a lot of places like this all across the country. There, you barely have to have any form of ID to have access to a lot of these programs, right? But furthermore, this entire conversation degrades the value of being American because if we don't have uh, if there is no birthright as Americans, right? If we don't restrict basically holding office to people that are born here, right? Um, if we don't restrict, and when I talk about I talk about holding office, obviously I'm talking about, you know, the presidency, things like that. Um, if we don't restrict voting, Um, to to people who were born here, then what do we have left as Americans? This entire conversation degrades the value of being American, which, you know, if you're a quote-unquote conspiracy theorist like myself, would be the entire point of the left. I want you to listen to uh, former Trump advisor Stephen Miller, who handled a lot of the the immigration stuff in the Trump administration. So he was on Fox, and, and this is what he had to say about this
1: extraordinarily revealing for the mindset of the left, which is they want to erode and ultimately erase the very idea of American citizenship. Voting is not just a right, it's also a responsibility. You have to learn our country's history, its culture, its language, its values, to be able to make an informed decision about voting. That's why this country has a naturalization process, a lawful process to go through, to learn who we are and what we're about. And one of the things that we did during the Trump administration that's actually been reversed by President Biden, was we actually improved and upgraded the naturalization process to put a greater emphasis on American history and American values.
3: And, and so that's the thing here. There, there's no real emphasis on American history and American values. There's none of this stuff. There's even. You know, a, a lot of these people, and this is the, the scariest thing about this, is that when you go into a lot of places that have a whole lot of illegal, illegal immigrants, and like I'm telling you, you know, New York City, you want to go to you know Miami, all of this stuff. There's no desire to learn the language. Um, there's no desire to learn the history. There's no desire to learn the culture because they don't have to. They are not incentivized to. They're not forced to. So so they literally don't care. And and you have to understand that this is the tactic of the left. They play the long game. So the game that they're playing right now, and by the way, this conversation happens as we have a basically wide open border with tens of thousands of illegal immigrants streaming over probably every week. Um, God knows how many are, are going to get over by the time this Biden administration is over. But they play in the long game. What they do is they float ideas like this through the New York Times, through some of the very, very far left uh, progressives, quote unquote. They keep on pushing it. And then that idea sort of gets even more and more mainstream until before you realize it, you wake up in 10 years and you're being called a racist if you do not want to let every single illegal immigrant in this country vote in our elections. And this is the game they're playing. And so my only advice to you is do not let them play this game. Stand up for America. Stand up for what it means to be an American. Stand up for keeping our voting rights restricted to people that are actually American citizens. I don't think that's too much value. Up next, part two of the problematic Q&A. I'm going to answer even more of your questions after the break.
2: coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw avoid or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i'm mike slater from the podcast politics by faith this is a crazy time in our country it's stressful a lot of anxiety and it's gonna get worse And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, Politics by Faith.
3: All right, so Problematics, you know, I went out to Facebook, I went out to Instagram, I went out to all my social media handles, and I wanted... Um, you guys to submit some questions. I wanted to do a little Q&A so we could uh, be a little interactive. And okay, so I am going to answer this question um, because I get this question a lot. Somebody said, will you run for Congress, please? And so I'm going to let you guys in on something. Um, And I haven't really publicly announced this and haven't publicly said something, but um, it was my intention to run for Congress this year. I shot a campaign ad and everything. I mean, I I was ready to go. And I wanted to run for Congress. I wanted to make a statement. I wanted to to be in the arena, so to speak. And after I shot the ad, I, I couldn't sleep. And I couldn't sleep for weeks and weeks because something was bothering me. And what was bothering me was this. I didn't feel like I had reached my full potential in what I am doing right now. There are a lot of different projects that I've got coming up. There is a lot of different things that I want to do. There are a lot of different moves that I want to make in lots of different ways. And I just was not done and I just am not ready to move into that phase of my career. Do I think that it'll happen eventually someday? Yeah. I think it'll happen um I didn't feel this pressure to be the first gay Republican congressman or to be the first this or to be the first that I personally don't feel that pressure because titles and things like that don't uh, motivate me and empower power doesn't motivate me and it just wasn't the right time for me so am I gonna run for Congress anytime soon no uh, but never say never Um, Okay, so this is a question that came from Can Camera (laughs) on um, Instagram. Somebody said, first saw you on Vice. Think you'll ever do something like that again? Uh, So if you guys don't know what they're referencing, uh, one of my my biggest uh, and most major viral moments was a video that I did on Vice. It was called Black Conservatives Debate Black Liberals. I did this in uh, late 2018. I believe that it came out in... Yeah, this was late 2018. I believe it came out in the spring of 2019. And it is to this day the most viral thing I've ever done on the internet. Uh, There is an extended version and a shorter version on YouTube. And I I think that between the two of them, it's something between 15 and 20 million views. It's it's the most viral thing I've ever done. And I think that people were ready for that conversation. And I I did very well. I mean, I kind of like bulldozed my way through and people love it. Now, to, would I ever do something like that again? Probably not. And, and the reason why is because I, I try not to do the same things over and over and over again. I've been reached out to by other outlets to do similar things in I past, because there's no there's no reason for me to do it again. I, I did it and I did it to a bigger level than it will pretty much ever be done again. So there's no reason for me to do something like that again. uh, Will I be doing probably a little bit more one-on-one political debates with with liberals and people on the left? Absolutely. Especially going into um, 2022. So I definitely see that uh, as something coming. And guys, tell me, write in the reviews, like DM me stuff. If you guys want the Q&A to be a regular segment, I would love to do that. I mean, I would love to make this a regular segment so the last question is how much hate mail do i get on average and here's the thing i don't get a whole lot of hate mail i get nasty messages on instagram every now and then like i get some nasty messages um on via email or via facebook or whatever number one um i don't get a whole lot of hate mail i think that with my personality and with my demeanor and how I come, how I, how I handle all these conversations that we're having, um, I just don't think that I attract. Super negative attention from these people, and and the people that do are just trolls. So I, I do not get a whole lot of hate mail, and I guess that I you know I can be thankful for that. I don't know if it speaks to my demeanor, or it speaks to just maybe not enough people know about me in order for me to get a lot of hate mail. And, and here's the thing about this: it has never really been my intention to be. Um, Candace Owens or to be Charlie Kirk or to be Ben Shapiro or to be any of those people. Like Those people have to have security details. Those people get death threats every, every single day. They, they get death threats to the level that they have to have constant 24-7 security. Who wants to be that big? I don't want to be that big. I want to go live my life. I want to say what I want to say. Um, I, I want to have a platform. I want to build different things. You guys will see this stuff coming up. But Those people that are so elevated attract so much hatred and and so much vitriol and and so much um, potential violence. I would never, you know, want to want to get to that, want to be there. Maybe someday, like I, I I will. Like maybe that is just what will happen in my life. But no, I don't. I don't particularly want to be there right this moment. So no, um, I, I do not get a lot of hate mail. So. Guess lucky me, um, and also I probably get more than I think because I don't really see a whole a whole lot of it. So that's good for me. That is it for the Q and A. Continue to you know put your questions out there on Instagram and all that stuff. And if this is something that you guys want to make a regular segment, because honestly, look, you guys only hear from me twice a week. Um, so if you want to make this a regular segment, I will answer all of your questions because you know this is fun and I like doing it.
2: Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.